This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. All right, all right, all right. I still feel good saying that. I don't know how else to start the podcast. Like, I need my own little welcome message. Um, I used to listen to Straight Up with Stassi a lot, and she would say, Dracaris, bitches. And then I listened to Taylor Strecker a lot, and she says, hey, girl, hey. So I need a thing to say. Maybe I will put a post on Instagram and see what suggestions you guys have. Um, you guys always have good suggestions. So anyways, it is Monday. It is 2.26 p.m. Oh, it just turned to 27. Uh, I put Milo down for his nap at 1 p.m. My husband is working today, but the daycares are closed in lieu of Boxing Day because Boxing Day fell on a Saturday. So they took the Monday off. So I'm kind of having flashbacks to quarantine when daycares weren't open for months and I was home by myself with Milo and the dogs and my husband was still working full time. Um, so yeah, not a good time. But I mean, it could have been much worse, but it was just hard for me. So we had this one day to get through and it's actually going pretty well. I was trying to get him outside to go for a walk, but he did not want to. He kept saying sleep, sleep and like pretending to sleep on the floor. So whatever, like whatever, whatever floats your boat. So I had said on Instagram today that I wanted to talk about self-care today and I had no intention of talking about this topic at all. Uh, it like as usual it just kind of happened based on comments that I received or messages and then it got me thinking and I was like oh my god I have so much to say about this topic all of a sudden. So I put out a post yesterday on my Instagram that says self-care can look very different depending on the day. For example, today my self-care was showering, blow-drying my hair, and taking a solo trip to Walmart while listening to an armchair expert episode from 2018 with Ashton Kutcher. I had the best time. And I did have the best time. I Because we're in lockdown right now, I, it's not like I've been going out much, um, obviously. And we were home for Christmas, like everything was closed. Um, and I had just been doing Christmas stuff, like trying to get everything organized and ready and um, probably stress that I didn't even know I had. And so on Sunday, which was yesterday, I just felt like, okay, I need to get out of the house and be alone and go do something. Um, on the Saturday, the day before yesterday, I when Milo was napping, I took a bath, like a bubble bath, and read a book in the bathtub for like an hour. But before I talk more about this stuff, I wanted to share with you the comment that I received, which like there was nothing wrong with this comment at all. Um, but it made me start to think and then all of a sudden I had so much to say about self-care. This is not the first time I've seen posts or comments that are kind of saying the same thing. So one of the comments said, why is it after you have a child, normal daily hygiene turns into self-care? 
Another comment says a similar thing. It says, this sounds great, but why is basic personal hygiene and grocery shopping for the family considered self-care for women? And I totally understand what they're saying in these comments. And it's not even that I totally disagree, but in my mind, I, at first I was defensive because I was like, okay, whoa, like I enjoyed my trip to Walmart and I love listening to a good podcast like that is like heaven to me so I felt like am I not allowed to enjoy this and label it as self-care when it's something that you know allows me to be happy and like clear my head and recharge my batteries I felt like judged for enjoying doing these activities but then I started to wonder okay if this is not considered self-care or it shouldn't be considered self-care, then what else should I be doing? Like what? So I I started to really ask myself, okay, what is self-care then? What do I do that is not, you know, listening to podcasts, like doing whatever that is self-care? And it's literally everything. So, and I think I asked the people that made those comments, I said, what do women or people that don't have children, what do they do for self-care? Because I'm totally curious. Is it something that I am not able to do anymore? Is it something that I just don't want to do anymore now that my life has changed after having kids? Um, So yeah, I'm just totally curious. I googled what the definition of self-care was because I do stupid shit like that and it says it is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. So the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in particular during periods of stress. So it's like okay what do I do for my well-being and my happiness. I maintain friendships. I talk to my husband if I'm not feeling like myself and we like, you know, it just feels good to get it out to him so he knows what I'm going through. Self-care is like cutting your nails, brushing your teeth, um, going for a walk. If you enjoy being physically active, it would be, you know, being physically active. I loved going to hot yoga like I would say going to hot yoga at a yoga studio was like my number one self-care thing Um, but obviously we're not able to do that right now and I haven't done it in a long time because when we moved to the Toronto area there were no hot yoga studios near us and so I just didn't go and I started doing other stuff. I was trying to finish my PhD. Um, And so sometimes it's like, yes, there's all these self-care things that we would like to do, but it's also maybe not a priority. For example, right now, this doing this podcast episode is my priority and it's not like stretching or, you know, making a healthy dinner for the family. Um, But if I chose to do those things, those would also be considered self-care. So my whole point was that why, you know, and I, okay, so on the post, I asked people to tell me, like, what are things that you do to make your, to make yourself happy, to like recharge your batteries? And so many of us, obviously most people that comment are moms and so many people 
were saying similar things like, you know, I'll take a really long shower and I'll blow dry my hair, like spend a little bit more time doing my makeup. Um, you know, I'll be alone for a few hours and watch my favorite TV show while like having a coffee. I get up early in the morning so I have alone time. Like why are we not allowed or why is it like looked down upon to consider these things to be self-care when you're a mom? Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. And I'll be the first to say that I look forward 
to like 9.30 at night or like 10 p.m. when I go upstairs and I'm completely by myself in the dark watching Real Housewives of wherever. Like I've said this a million times, I look forward to that time of day every single day because it's like recharging batteries. Could I be like, you know, meditating or, you know, writing in a journal or yeah, I probably could, but I don't want to. That's not what I want to do at this point in my life. I really look forward to watching reality TV and like shutting off my brain before I go to bed. So while I understand like the undertones of those messages and like why is basic hygiene considered self-care? Well, first of all, blow drying your hair to be nice and like fixing it with like a straight iron and you know that kind of stuff is not basic hygiene for most moms. It's just not because doing those things are just not a priority for us. And so when I do take extra time to blow dry my hair and make my hair look nice, I would say that is a form of like, you know, I'm doing this for myself and I'm spending a little bit of extra time on myself. Um, Whereas most days I would not do that because it's just not a priority or I don't have the time. And I think that's okay. Like we're in a point in our life where we have young kids, most of us who follow me on Instagram anyways. And so it's like, After a while, I was kind of annoyed at these comments because I was like, oh, fuck, like now I'm not doing self-care properly. Like I can't enjoy going to the grocery store by myself because I do. So don't make me feel bad about it. And then there's also the undertone of it being like, if you consider those things self-care, then you must not have a supportive partner or your partner must not be like pulling their weight around the house, which is also complete nonsense. Like my husband does so much and he also works outside of the house. So, you know, there's only so much he can do. And while he usually runs the errands because he's already out to go to work, A lot of the times I'm like, don't stop at the grocery store on your way home because I want to go to the grocery store later because I fucking enjoy going to the grocery store by myself and listening to a podcast and reading ingredients on labels and that's relaxing to me and I don't like get to do that all the time anymore, especially now that we're in quarantine and with COVID and honestly, when we were in like big time quarantine and daycares weren't open and nothing was open, um, I would just go for a drive and listen to podcasts because I didn't find it to be relaxing if I would do that at home on the weekend, let's say. Like I found it hard to disconnect from my husband and Milo and like feeling like I needed to do stuff in the house. And that's not anyone's fault. Like that's just how I feel and how I felt during quarantine. So yeah, going on a drive was a form of self-care for me and not even self-care in the sense of like taking care of my physical health, but it's also mental health. So if there is something that you enjoy doing that, you know, makes you feel better mentally, I think that can be considered self-care. As I was Googling self-care stuff, I came across this thing and it said the seven pillars of self-care. 
Because like I said before, there's a million things that I do that would be considered self-care. So the things that they mentioned were knowledge and health literacy, mental well-being, physical activity, healthy eating, risk avoidance, good hygiene, rational use of products and services. Um, Let's see if there's anything else here. Yeah, I don't think so. That seems to be like the consensus when you Google what self-care is. But like, so if hygiene is considered a self-care task for the general public, why can it not be a self-care task for moms? Especially when it's something like not just basic hygiene, but you're spending more time doing something that you consider to be special or out of the ordinary during that hygiene task. So like taking a long bubble bath, um, having a longer shower, blow drying your hair, painting your nails, whatever it is. Like that is, if that's okay to be considered a self-care task and it's okay to enjoy that uh, and think that it's special. Before I even had Milo, when I was in university, um, I had baths all the time. Like that has been my self-care thing for a long time. So I still do it now. So my husband and I both turn the big four zero next year. And we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Bottom line is I'm very curious to know if it's not acceptable or it's frowned upon for moms with young children to think things like, a bubble bath or grocery shopping on their own, uh, whatever it may be, is self-care. If that's frowned upon, like someone explain to me what we should be doing instead. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to drink green juice. So what? what is it? I mean, uh, somebody tell me. 
And I think there are important things that people don't necessarily label as self-care. Like, for example, um, talking with friends, like maintaining friendships, um, like this thing said here, like knowledge. So, you know, taking a course or, you know, doing independent learning, even just on Google. Like, look, I'm learning so much about self-care. Look at me. Um, That's a form of self-care is learning about self-care. So, yeah, anyways... If I can't consider having a bath or grocery shopping by myself while I listen to a really enjoyable, like educational too, podcast, then what, what are we supposed to be doing? Somebody tell me. Today I decided, actually last night I decided that I'm not eating gluten anymore because I'm so sick and tired of being bloated and gassy. That is also a form of self-care and it's also care for my husband because I'm really gassy when I eat (laughs) gluten. Okay, I want to read some people's uh, comments on that post to to see what we are considering self-care here. So someone says, showering and doing my hair, grocery pickup by myself. I swear to God, driving alone is so enjoyable. Um, somebody else says, vacuuming my house, washing floors. This is true. A lot of people find cleaning very relaxing. I love vacuuming. Um Someone else says, the Ashton Kutcher episodes are my favorite. Yes, highly recommend. Armchair Expert is such a good podcast. It's unbelievable. Um, Another person says, waking up at 5 a.m. so I can sit on the couch and read before my family wakes up. Um, Somebody says, some days it's a luxurious massage and others it's simply locking myself up in the toilet to poop uninterrupted. That's hilarious. Somebody else says, lying around in my pajamas, under my blanket, reading trashy Kindle books. Glorious. Um, Another person points out that self-care is highly personal, which, yes, I totally agree. Highly personal and also can vary from day to day. Um, If a shower makes you feel good, it's self-care. If a workout makes you feel good, it's self-care. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it makes you feel good and that should be respected. Um, anyways, bottom line is self-care can be the smallest thing or it can be the biggest thing. And there's things that, you know, we do every single day that would be considered self-care. And then there's things that we do like once a year that would be considered self-care. So I don't think making it sound like a bad thing if someone says self-care is taking a bubble bath or blow drying their hair that's not a bad thing. And I think people also read posts that say, you know, oh, I had a bubble bath, hashtag self-care. It's like they think that's the only thing that that woman is doing in her entire life that would be considered self-care. No, we just made a post about having a bubble bath or doing groceries and, you know, highlighting that we enjoyed it. So don't make people feel like they're not doing self-care properly or they should be doing so much more and they're just basically doing the absolute bare minimum. Uh, So I had to get that off my chest because it was just bugging me. And if you haven't already, go to that post and write in the comments what you do for your, you know, self-care or to recharge your batteries to make you happy. I'm super curious. And if you have an answer for what we should be doing, um, let me know. Friday's episode is the one 
with my husband. It is the urology episode. So excited to get that out there because we touched on a lot of things that people had questions about. Um, We are going to eventually do an adult uh, urology episode. This one that's coming out on Friday is the pediatric one. So it's about kids specifically. I am going to have video promo clips for each co-hosted episode now, but I have decided not to put the full length video episodes on YouTube. Just, I spoke to someone who's in the podcast industry and it's just not a good idea for like analytics purposes. Um, So yeah, I'm going to hold off on that for now, but you will see like fun promo clips And hopefully 2021 brings some amazing guests. I was so lucky in 2020 with the guests that I was able to have on the podcast. So I am looking forward to 2021 and to grow the show and to have these promo clips and who knows where it'll take us. Maybe if COVID would, you know, lay down and die, we could do like in-person stuff. Wouldn't that be fun? Anywho, I'm sure Milo is going to wake up anytime and I would like to eat some chocolates before he wakes up. Chocolates are gluten-free, you know. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening and I hope your children sleep tonight. But also, I hope that you rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening. That's also what I hope. (laughs) 